If you're a mamapreneur looking to grow your business in powerful new ways with the support of a mastermind and a business coach, I invite you to check out A Players. Being with women who are doing the same work, who are on the same journey, people who have done what I aspire to do. And I've never been more clear on the direction of my business. A Players is a 90-day group coaching program for mama entrepreneurs looking to get to the next level in their business. This is an opportunity to step into the spotlight and earn the visibility and the progress that you deserve. It is for game changers and action takers who are looking for the strategy, peer support and accountability so they can achieve amazing milestones in their business. Making the investment in yourself is like literally opening a door to the next level of yourself. It isn't until we really take that step and invest in ourselves that we are able to grow. In just 90 days, you'll achieve some of your biggest, boldest goals, all alongside some of our incredible mamas who'll be working on exactly the same things. I feel so well-grounded, at least in that VIP experience. And I'm also not feeling like I need to go off the rails and continue to offer other options now because this is nailing it. This is one of the most supportive and results-driven programs of its kind, and we want you to be a part of it. A-Players is a very special program, and it's only open for enrollment a few times a year. So if you want to take your business to the next level, this is your chance to make the leap. To find out more and book your enrollment call, visit mamasandco.com slash coaching. Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is the Business of Thinking Big the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Well, hey there. This is your host, Leanne Kim, and I am so glad you are joining me today. Thanks so much for being here. Today on the podcast, I am sharing a little bit about why I chose to rebrand in 2019. So for those of you who have been following me for a while, you already know that my old brand was called Think Big Sales Consulting. What a mouthful. Um, And I had that brand for a couple of years. So dating back to, gosh, I guess it was 2016 um, is when I got started. And then 2017, 2018, I stuck with that brand. But somewhere along the journey, it didn't feel right anymore. So I did decide to rebrand and I decided to go whole (laughs) whole hog here. I went all in on the rebrand. I changed my business name. I changed my website platform. I changed the way I deliver content. So I did a real big leap in terms of a rebrand. So some of you who are listening to this, you might be thinking about rebranding. And I want to just really stress here that you don't have to go all in the way I did. You don't have to do a whole reinvention. Um, Sometimes a rebrand is just coming up with a new name or a new logo or new colors. But for me, that was not the case. 
A new logo or new colors really wasn't what it was all about for me. I really got to a point where I felt like the old brand wasn't serving me anymore. And it really wasn't who I, you know, who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be known for. So I'm going to share a little bit about um, my journey on the rebrand and how I landed on the place that I landed now. And for those of you who are out there listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I am not loving my brand right now, or it's not feeling right, then hopefully you'll find some of today's conversation helpful. And I'm also going to give you three questions to ask yourself at the end of this podcast, at the end of this episode, so you can decide whether or not it's time to rebrand. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into the three main areas um, of why I chose to rebrand. So area number one, was that my mission had changed. So as I said, back in 2016, I was actually working full-time in sales and I decided that I wanted to start sales consulting. And I did at that point in time, it was halfway through 2016. I remember I had just turned 40. So for those of you who are wondering, there you go. Uh, Now you know how old I am. But uh, I had just turned 40 and I had made a commitment that within six months, I would no longer be working at my full-time job. So it was right around that time that I built my website, that I started creating weekly content. I even started taking clients on the side. So my business really did start out um, as a side hustle. And it started with the people who I knew needed my help and just at the bare minimum. So I was helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses. I was doing, you know, two hour, four hour packages, just anything to give me more experience and to help people is what I was really just excited to do the work, to be honest. So at that time, I didn't know where my business was going to go. I mean, I hadn't even been really a full-time business owner at all. I'd only been an employee and and in uh, the sales world. So I didn't know much about running your own business, um, except for the sales part. And what I really didn't know is I didn't know where I wanted to end up. So I wanted to, this is super common with newbies, is I wanted to keep things really broad. And I wanted to try a lot of different things and see what worked. But what I was fairly certain about was I would be helping people with the sales side of things. So I thought I might be doing some sales training. I thought I might have some corporate clients. I thought I might have some entrepreneurial clients. I thought I might be doing some um, you know, mentoring or developing of sales programs. I really just didn't want to limit myself. So if you are in your first year of two or two of business and you are feeling the same way, I want you to know that that is totally, totally normal. And a lot of people will tell you, you got to niche down, niche down, which I do agree that's important. But I want to stress that you shouldn't feel rushed to do that. And for me, I didn't even know if I'd like being an entrepreneur. I didn't even know if I'd want to continue to run a business or what part of that business I would really enjoy. And so I wanted to leave things open But as I say, I wanted the word sales in my title because I was 99% sure that I would be in some way helping people with their sales. And I was. So hence the name Think Big Sales Consulting. Now, a drawback for me was it was quite a mouthful. And I probably would have gone with Think Big Consulting if it was available as a domain, but it wasn't. And again, I, I really did... I had convinced myself that sales should be in my title and sales should be in my domain name so that people could find me online. But I will be happy to confess here that nobody found me online. I don't even think I had less than 10 people in two and a half years say, oh, I Googled sales consulting and found you. And actually, if they did, 
they were totally looking for something completely different and something that I didn't want to do or didn't really know how to help them. Um, so it didn't actually help me in the end to have the word sales in my title or in my URL. But again, I thought that's what I wanted. So I thought I would be helping people learn how to sell better. And a portion of what I do is that. But what ended up happening was I really ended up becoming a bona fide business coach, which deals with so many more elements of running a business than just sales. So sales, I felt when I looked back on that, I felt like I kind of pigeonholed myself in this, into this world of sales where the, the mission had really changed over time. And I, I found that I was really helping female entrepreneurs primarily with all kinds of different things to do with business. So I was helping them with sales, but I was also helping them with marketing, with mindset, with confidence. I was helping them um, get their message out and into the world. I was helping them with the behind the scenes stuff of how to run a business, just like how to keep your sanity when you run a business. So that really was more business coaching as it was sales consulting. So that was the you know reason number one why I decided to rebrand was my mission had had really changed and my my mission sounded very corporate-y. So when I looked at that website, it was, you know, I help businesses sell things better or something like that. And it didn't sound like me at all anymore. It didn't sound like how I wanted to help. And it was, it was very corporate in its feeling, in its look, in the language that I used. Um, because of course, I, you know, when I created it, I didn't know anything about reaching my ideal customer in this way um, that was totally new to me. So the mission had changed, but the brand hadn't. So that was reason number one. Reason number two was who I was serving also changed. So as I mentioned, I originally thought I might be helping all people with all things related to sales. Um, I thought I would have some corporate clients. Um, and I thought, you know, even after the first six months or so, I thought I can help, you know, female entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes do all kinds of things. So I was, you know, even when I had, had said it, it's entrepreneurs who I was helping, I hadn't niched down at all. I was a real generalist. I was helping product businesses and service businesses and on, social entrepreneurs and um, website developers and photographers and you name it, jewelry makers, like literally everyone who did anything <laughs> that was self-employed, I thought they were cut out to work with me. So what happened was, over time and through my coaching work, I really discovered who I was meant to serve. And that wasn't every female entrepreneur on the planet. So what I discovered, number one, I discovered that I'm not cut out for uh, everyone in terms of their motivation levels. I really am a great coach for high achieving female entrepreneurs, meaning women who are looking to grow, women who are looking to take action, women who don't mind taking risk, women who want to show up authentically and push themselves out of their comfort zone. Like the women I was helping the most were really quite fierce and determined. And my messaging wasn't that. My messaging was far too generic. So that was a, a little bit about what, who had changed. But another piece that changed was over the years, I really uncovered that I'm best suited to work with service-based businesses. And that's because the majority of my experience has revolved in selling services or experiences. So um, people who uh, trade their time for dollars or people who perform a service 
typically coaches, consultants, and creative entrepreneurs. So photographers, designers, those kinds of people are really well cut out to work with me because what I do is a service business, right? I sell a service. Um, and especially people who are looking to take their business online as well. So it, what started happening was the closer I looked at this woman that I was meant to reach, when I looked at my website and my languaging and my content, it was not at all geared to that woman. It was really t- very generic and could be, you know, again, with, with that expression, when we try to reach everyone, we're really reaching no one. It felt like my website was reaching no one. It wasn't specific enough. It wasn't speaking to the core of these women that I wanted to help. Like I say, they were really driven and passionate and trying new things and breaking new ground. And my website looked really watered down when I looked at it. So because I had gotten more specific, because I had niched down to the type of woman I wanted to serve, I had to do the same thing with my brand. I really needed to change the brand and speak to that woman in my content, in the just the way that the website was laid out, in my offerings, everything needed to change because the person who I was best meant to serve had changed. Okay, the last reason why I did a rebrand was that I had changed. So this is probably the, the hardest part for me to talk about, but again, when I, because uh, I'm going to get a little vulnerable here, but when I set out to create this former brand, I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm going to just confess and say, I didn't really know who I was meant to serve, how I could serve them. I didn't know how my programs would evolve. I was really selling a very, one very basic coaching package that was very inexpensive um, because I wanted to be accessible to everyone. And I also just, I really wanted to build up my experience. So when I look back on that woman two and a half years ago, that woman was confused. She was scared as hell. Uh, she hadn't left a day job yet, you know, and eventually she, even when I did leave the day job, I was, I was still very scared. I was still not sure I could make a go of this or that I'd be any good at this or that, you know, one day people would find out, you know, that imposter syndrome, they're going to find out. I don't really know anything. I'm kind of making this all up right? Because that's what it feels like in the beginning. And so even when I looked at the headshots that I had done then, they were pretty headshots. Um, But, you know, I was a different woman then. I I was wearing kind of a more corporate-y outfit because I thought that's who I needed to be. I needed to kind of put on this persona of this sales specialist who was going to come in and fix your business. And um, like even just talking about it now, it's like that's who I thought I was supposed to be for someone else. It wasn't who I really felt like I was. And so over the last six months, I started thinking about if I were to rebrand to leannekim.com, what is that all about? Who is Leanne Kim? And so I remember I sat down with this big piece of paper and this blue Sharpie and I created this mind map. In about 20 minutes, all these ideas just started flowing about who I am as a person, which if you've, if you've ever mind mapped yourself, you know how hard this is, right? It's really hard to step outside your own head for a second and, and take a look at who you are and what you want to be known for and how you want people to see you. Because a big part of that isn't just, you know, your thoughts and feelings. A big part of that is, you know, what, what, what is it that is 
the, the unique thing that I bring to the world or, you know, why are we even here? What, why am I here? How am I helping people? What's special or unique about me? So if you want to have a little fun after this podcast, go ahead, take out a big piece of paper, get yourself a Sharpie and just start mind mapping you and see what comes out. Whether you have a personal brand or not, this is a really neat exercise. So what started coming out for me wasn't sales expert or marketing expert or, you know, world's smartest woman. <laughs> what, what started coming out was things like my passion for helping people. Um, what started coming out was my, my zest for living. It sounds so cheesy, but like I really live to have a good time. I really love to experience joy and fulfillment. And I love to, to do that with the people that I love. I love to do that with my clients and my family and my friends. And, um, you know, other things that started coming out, certain elements of my personality. I think I'm really funny. <laughs> You're, you probably don't, but, you know, I love to tell jokes and I'm a little quirky and I, I do things differently. And one of the things that I'm most proud of is over time, I have built up this resilience to um, being judged. I, I feel really okay with who I am and putting my ideas out there in the world and, and knowing that I, I, I'm not the expert all the time. Knowing that I'm, I, I fail and I make mistakes and that's actually the, the best part about me is the mistakes that I've learned from, that I've been able to grow from. So all of this interesting stuff started pouring out on this paper. And when I looked at that mind map and I looked at my old brand, they just weren't aligned. So I had really, um, in, the, in the two and a half years, I had gone from this scared, unsure um, person who didn't really know much about business to this person who knew a lot more about business, but also knew herself a lot more and knew the people that she was trying to serve. I mean, one of the things that I think, when I think about my core clients, like my top, top favorite pe peeps, my raving fans... I don't think that they look at me and say, wow, she really knows how to make a buck. Like that's not what they admire about in me. I think what people, why people are drawn to me is because I believe you can have a great business and a great life at the same time. I believe that making great money and um, feeling fulfilled and happy are not mutually exclusive. And that's not the case with a lot of business coaches, right? So although I believe in the strategy and the mindset stuff, I also really believe in finding joy and finding fun in what you do. And when I looked at that old website, when I looked at that old brand, none of that was coming out. It was very much about tactics, about growing your business, growing your revenue, which are all important things, but the life piece was missing from that. So what was really cool was when I started to think about, you know, who is this woman I want to be and, and, and what do my raving fans, what are they drawn to? This whole idea of uh, the website started to come together at the same time, I just, it was kind of ironic. I, this wasn't intentional, but I had booked a photo shoot with a former client of mine who was a very gifted photographer. Shout out to Natalie Amlani if she's listening. Um, she had just started doing branding photography herself and she, I'd seen some of her work. I thought it was beautiful, but I also coached her for a year. So she and I knew each other really well and she knew what kind of coach I was and she knew uh, what I wanted to bring to the world and how I wanted to show up. So for those of you who are listening who are thinking of a rebrand, photos were essential because my old photos, I didn't have enough of them and they weren't who I wanted 
to be seen as. They weren't that woman that I was becoming that I wanted to put out in the world. So I got really specific with Natalie. We went through, we spent an hour on the phone talking about, you know, the stories we wanted to tell, um, what we wanted to create with these images. And I even sent her samples of some of the people that I admire and follow. I wasn't ashamed to do that. I was like, look at this picture of Amy Porterfield. She looks amazing in this photo. Or look at how Caitlin Batcher is really owning who she is here. Like just those kinds of things. I gave her really specific visuals because I knew what I had in my head, but I knew I had to be specific so that she could bring that out of me on the shoot day. And on the shoot day, it was so much fun. We were just laughing and having a good time. And I was just being myself. Like I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was a model who was posing, trying to get, you know, two or three shots. We ended up with 60 great images. So if you go to my website now, leannekim.com, those are the photos that you see. And that's the person that I had become that I am really, really proud of today. That just, it just was very different and a lot more authentic and a lot more um, just what I really believe in. She was able to bring out visually. And so when that came together, the whole brand started coming together. The new website was being built. I redid all of my copy, my about page. It just flowed when I wrote my about page. I really felt like, yeah, I know who I am and I know who I meant to serve. So those are some of the things that I went through on this journey of should I, shouldn't I rebrand? And I'm going to be honest, I thought about this for about, I want to say I thought about it for over a year because I bought my domain name, leannekim.com. I bought that on a whim like two years ago. I just saw it. I thought, oh, of course I should have this. Um, so I grabbed it and, and, and I sat on it for a year. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And then once I decided you know, I, I'm thinking about this direction, I, I still had to um, mull on it a lot more. I had to really uncover who is Leanne Kim and what does she do well and who is she for before I just whipped up a website. So you can see what I mean when I say a rebrand for me was not about a new logo or new colors or new font. It was like really uncovering this person that I was evolving into. And so I hope that is helpful for some of you. I know that that's probably TMI or too much information. You were not looking for all of that when you thought you were listening to a podcast about a rebrand. But I want to circle back and I want to talk about the three questions I promised to give you. And you probably have figured out where I'm going with this. But if you're sitting there listening to this, if any of this is making sense to you and you're considering a rebrand, here are the three questions that you could ask yourself right now to say, am I ready to rebrand? So question number one, is your mission the same as it was when you launched your existing brand? Okay, so that's the question. Is the mission the same? If it is, then maybe you don't need to rebrand. But if it's changed completely, then maybe it's time to think about this. Question number two, has the person I am serving changed in the last couple of years, right? Is the person that you are serving today the same person that you were serving when you came up with your current brand? Or has that person evolved? Has that person become more specific? Or have you niched down a little bit? right? If you've changed that, then maybe your messaging is not talking to the right person in the right way. And the last question is, are you the same person as you were in your original website or your original headshots or your original copy about page, what have you? 
right? If you're, if you're that same person and you really don't feel like you've changed that much, then maybe you don't need to rebrand. Or maybe you're like me, maybe you are operating under a different brand, under a different, more generic name, and you're becoming your name, right? Your domain name is now going to be your name. If that's the case, then who are you? Do that mind mapping exercise I mentioned. Think about what you want to be known for. Think about what's great about me. What do people love about me? What do I love about me, right? Get that down on paper. And once you do that I th- and you answer these three questions, I think you'll have a pretty strong understanding of whether or not a rebrand is for you. So that's it for me today. I hope you found that helpful. Whether you rebrand or not, I hope you're doing something you truly love. And I hope you feel like you're out there doing great work and helping amazing people. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com.